On tonight's show, we have celebrity brand strategist and author, Isaac M. Ham Third. And now, for your host, Cool Park. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Kicking with Cool Card Show. I am your host, Cool Card. Episode 46. We're going to keep it going. I'm going to keep bringing you value every week, Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Y'all tune in. And if this is your first time tuning in, I invite you to subscribe, y'all, so I can continue to bring you this value that my guests give to you. I'm telling you, I have guests on here. Man, they're bringing, like, just great information. I mean, for lack of a better word, a better term, it's just great information. Uh, And I do it for you, but I can't do it without you. So, you know, I thank y'all for tuning in each and every night. Last week, um, we had Dr. Gabe Willis. Uh, He's Dean of Students at Southeastern Louisiana University, doing great things for the youth, for students. Um, It's his passion. It's his life. Uh, He's he's changing lives out there, man. And it's a beautiful thing. So this month, I wanted to dedicate all my interviews to leaders and people who who are really doing things in the community and helping people and changing lives and uh, guiding people and, and allowing people to be better, to become better versions of themselves. Yeah. So there we go. So without further ado, I have someone else tonight who is a celebrity brand strategist. So you already know he's changing lives. He's directing, redirecting, creating, I'm telling you, doing great things. This man is everywhere. A lot of credentials. We're going to let him talk about himself. Let him tell you a little bit about himself, about his background, about his history and all that he's been doing and all that he's going to be doing. Because I'm telling you, he has his hands in everything. Just released a book. Going to talk about that. Y'all make sure y'all pick it up too. I'm telling you, you got to support. All all links are in the bio, uh, in the description down below. So listen, you can't say you don't know. All right. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in Isaac M. Ham third. All right, with a warm welcome, the cool way, nice little intro like I always like to do. Gotta 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 set them off on the right foot, and we're gonna get it going. Mr. Isaac M. Ham III, welcome to the show. What's going on? Thank you so much for having me. I'm, oh, I'm man. good. I'm centered right. Yeah, you good. You looking great, man. You all, yes, you man. know, you got your white on looking godly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, if I can if I can only tell your, your viewers what I did in the seven minutes of the last night when we talked. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you put it together. That's all that matters. <laughs> for real. So, man, you got a book. You got a book yeah. out. You're doing great things. You're about to launch. Listen, look at it. I like it. <laughs> on deck. On deck. Look at that boy looking presidential on the back. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it's so funny because I shot this uh, here in Atlanta. I shot this randomly in um, L.A. on a oh, rooftop. Wow. I was I was fortunate enough to um, 
a friend of mine, she's a stylist, okay. and she had a client, and she um, she had a budget, and she was like, just come. We, and this is in March. This is when the world was kind of shutting down, but LA was, was looking crazy. Yeah. And um, so we was just there, and we, the, our photographer, our mutual friend of ours, was like, let's shoot. And I was like, bet. And and this became, you know, this became the extra the cover. Wow. Um, and this is this was shot at a friend's house. Um his apartment so it was here like that indoor outdoor you know yeah you know how it is in, in georgia it's like these apartment complexes do a whole bunch and you just be like do a whole lot i didn't know that this <laughs> this building had this type of environment out you know so it's it's a lot of nice spots here in atlanta yeah yeah that's excellent man that's excellent photography it goes well with the book and what you're you know what you're branding so yeah yeah so let's talk man i mean i met you through ramon hamilton which is one of your clients correct through its I M three media, correct? Uh correct. Brandon, uh, you know it's so funny. I talked to him and his dad today. Oh, you did. Trick on me, and um, so you know the flyer for this show, they they did a whole lot to the picture and sent and emailed it to me. So when I opened up the email, I was laughing because <laughs> I hadn't seen the flyer. Uh huh. So you know, so Raul was his dad was like, oh, he was, he was about to draw a whole pirate face, and it was just funny, but. <laughs> And I talked to them today. We haven't talked in a, in a couple of weeks, so it was good to catch up with them. And he's working on new stuff, so I'm excited about that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. For y'all that don't know Ramon Hamilton, I interviewed him several weeks back. Um, he's on, uh, is it, is it, I forget, something Beard on. Um, yeah, so, yeah, George Beard on. George Beard. Uh, he's been yeah. on there for three seasons. Um, yes. He's the um, he's the voice of a lot of characters. Um, yeah. yeah. What is the. It's the Chicken Squad. He's the yeah. he's, he's the, on Chicken Squad, yep. and he's played. In, you know, he's he's guest starred on a lot of shows on Netflix and Disney and, and Nickelodeon. So he's a Disney Nickelodeon kid. Yeah, very talented. Very talented. Yeah. Sings what? Plays an instrument. Plays basketball. Yeah. Dances. He's yeah. uh, he's producing. He's, he winning the girls all. He's winning them over. He's good hair, light skin. He's just. He's just <laughs> doing this thing <laughs> writing scripts like i mean he does it all very talented man so yeah I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're happy to have him as a client yeah and yeah. it's just it's it's, just, it's it's something different with me as a brand strategist i love to have different types of clients like i don't want to i don't want to be a one-trick pony everybody does hip-hop everybody's right. an actor I mean, you know entertainment you know actor singer songwriter whatever yeah. Because I, I get bored easy, you know. That's yeah. why I wrote a book. That's why I created this beard line that I'm sure we're going to talk about yeah. later in the interview. So it's just I have to stay creative. So if I'm not, if I don't feel like I'm being creative, I get stagnant, and then I just, you know, I get bored with it. So it's good to keep me doing multiple things. Yeah, definitely. And it's some. It says a lot about you. What you told the story that you told earlier about them, you know, taking the flyer and mocking it up and all that. Like that says that you connect very well with your clients and it's like family because that's what family does you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean when he talk about they, they was like oh we we laugh for like six seven minutes i'm like yeah, <laughs> so i had to then i had to project my comic my comic side of me and got on both of them they was like all right all right now all right i was like oh okay i don't have a picture to draw on but i got some jokes right and right was, that's, how, that's the relationship that we have so it's great how, how long have you been working with ramon um, less than a year, you know, oh. um, to be honest, I've only t I just saw Ramon when I went to LA two months ago, um, in March, I met the dad and his mom, mm -hmm. um, Miss Carol, uh, but Raul, because it was like the pandemic was happening. Yeah. 
he was still home because he was it was the school and there was something with school but he couldn't meet up with us so when i'm i just really met him in person uh two months ago but we've oh, skyped wow. and, you know um and not, not skype we what's apt and talked via you know uh the phone but yeah but it's like when i saw him it was like i met him it wasn't the first time meeting him because we, we talk all the time wow that's dope that's dope hey over to your right just a little bit over to you. yeah yeah there you go right there right there yeah okay i gotta okay. have you straight on here man i can't have you looking real strange you know <laughs> so right. listen man you... i'll play it back and be all crooked i know i know i don't want you sliding out the screen like you're trying to dip out real quick you know what I, mean? right. I gotta go like this right. interview was over <laughs> so look 20 years in the business you mm -hmm. you've been in it for a while i mean who do you how does that come about? Twenty years. You, I know you had a great mentor. Was her name Diana Williams, right? So, yeah. So my start was just being an intern at a okay. radio station in Philadelphia, okay. um, and then over the years, just kind of seeing different things that that were presented. You know, being an event planner. Okay. Um, uh, well, my first event was a hip hop event so i put that together i had people it was a battle it was an mc battle okay. and from there from an mc battle to an r&b and hip-hop uh fashion show to just r&b and then i realized that i had a niche of wanting to be around r&b artists so i that was that was my genre that i chose hip-hop is cool don't get me wrong but if you don't understand the culture don't try and make yourself don't be phony yeah what you do. so i knew that that was not my market that's something that intellectually i wasn't prepared for it because yeah. you do hip-hop and rap they use big words they put things together i don't sell drugs so i don't know what <laughs> this means and what that means versus you know what i mean if you're yeah. not saying i sell drugs i don't know nicknames so i just knew that that wasn't for me but i know in r&b i know love is love hate is hate yeah broken you know i know these things so i, I can relate more with that um and just over the years, just meeting great people like, um, and her name is Deanna Williams, and I Deanna. call her Diana, um, but she is the co-founder, the mother of Black Music Month. And um, I'm also, I'm coined as the godson of Black Music Month, and Mr. Kenny Gamble is the father of Black Music Month. Okay. Uh, Black Music Month being founded in 1979, uh, June, June 7th, uh, 1979, I believe, six or seven. Okay. And so actually celebrating, um, we just celebrated 41 years. The so next year is 42, of course. Oh, wow. And I'm excited. You know what I mean? I have this, uh, my saying, leave a legacy, not a problem. And I feel like with even being a part of something that is as huge as an international holiday, such as Black Music Month, which some of the viewers probably don't even know what that is, because a lot of people look at February and say, February, Black Music, I mean, Black History Month, celebrate everything Black. But June is another month that we can really like wrap our arms around people in the music community. Okay. And, um, Deanna is just a, she's a, you know, she is a legend, um, you know, being around her, having a mentor like that. And that's so important to have mentors who can walk in a room and make change or who right. have made change changes to an industry or a specific, a genre of whatever you're trying to be a part of. So uh, it's funny because I have a, a guy, uh, he was an intern for like two seconds, but then he's like, you're my mentor. And I was like, oh, wow, I have a mentee. And it's, and, and those are organically I mean, placed you in. It's not, you can't walk around and start picking people and saying, yeah. you're my mentee. I want to be your mentor. I mean, you can, but it's an organic. And I had a friend tell me that I was her mentee. And I was like, I never, I don't think, I think I'm a little better than you. Like, <laughs> I, what you want to do is two different things. You're in a whole different 
you're in a whole different market. Yeah. And in this market, I'm in this lane and you can't mentor me in this lane, you know? So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just great. I mean, I would, you know, people that are watching, it's always great to have a great mentor and some, and let me just say the mentor does not have to have created a black music month or created a build a building or nothing like that. They just have to have the knowledge mm-hmm. and, and the capability to help you to help direct you in the lane that you want to be in, whatever that is, whether it's being a, a RN and you are a CNA, but you want to get to that point to becoming a doctor, having a right. mentor, you know what I mean? So it's like, you don't need, they don't have to be, they don't have to be the corporation. They can still be an employee of where you want to be and move up on that ladder. So it's got to feed you, got to feed you some knowledge. Yeah. 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 They, their knowledge has to feed you and, and help you um, and guide you. That's yeah. what it is. But with Deanna, I don't bother her too much. You know, I send her random texts, tell her mm-hmm. I love her. How you doing? You know, she's that she's uh, I think she's about to be 67. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's get, she's she's a certain age. You know, she's my mother's age. Yeah. You know, you have to you have to take care of them. you have to check on a, on a on a um, on their health and, and wellness and, and, you know, mental state. You know, this this pandemic. It's really hard for um, older Absolutely. people. I'm not elderly because I don't look at my mom as an elder, an elderly person, sickly. You know what I mean. But you have to check on on, on everybody that's in their sixties and on up, so especially sixty five on up, to make sure that they're good. Yeah. So it's it's good to have a mentor that I can just bother. You know what I mean. Yeah. And love and just get these answers that I don't even. Ask. I mean, she answers questions that I don't even ask. That's you know what, what I was mean? gonna say too. That's what I was gonna say because you were saying like I don't really bother her much. But I'm like, yeah. she probably just feeds you when you call her just to say, hey, you know what I mean? You probably get more than what you ask for or what you even call for when you call because it's love like that. And yeah. But yeah, I, I always, every chance I get, I always big her up because a lot of her, a lot of what she did for the culture fuels me. You know, it's a couple of women in my life that 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 fuel me when it comes to whatever, whatever I'm trying to do. Um, you know, Tiffany Bacon, Lady B, you know, they all have their own lane and their legacy from Philadelphia. So I look at those and those are my motivations to uh, to just kind of just do better and stay focused. There's other people too, but I'm not going to sit here and, and it's about me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. We, we're here about you. So Black Music Month, so that started in Philadelphia though? Black Music Month was birthed. Perfect. Yes, in Philadelphia. Yeah. It was Philadelphia natives that Deanna, in case somebody's fact checking, she is from New York, but she's been she's spent more than half of her life in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, so best friends to Kathy Hughes, you know, she spent time in DC. Okay. But uh, Mr. Gamble and Ed Wright, uh, they are they are from Philadelphia. So Deanna claims Philly. So yes, it was birth in Philadelphia. So a quick story, Mr. Gamble, uh in nineteen seventy eight, I believe was in Nashville and you know um college um I mean um country music association so the CMA so Mr. Gamble said you know what we need a black music association so what he did was he gathered all his black friends in the music industry and they formed the black music association which led to uh a group of black entertainment you know um people in entertainment managers ARs all types of um uh positions in the industry right. and they came together and with Deanna and uh, Mr. Gamble they formed this um this bill and they got it approved so um so wow. it just kind of from one idea and it trickled into something bigger which which we all you know that we've been sharing for the last 41 years so it's my job it's my job my duty to continue to 
push this because when they're good and and long gone, I still want to be able to say, you know what? Call on me to speak about Black Music Month. Call on me to do so. I'm doing my job until it's my turn to to take that, you know, take the steering wheel and and run with it and keep her her legacy going, both he and um, Deanna. So did I read it right that you have a, a day? Yes. So... So in Philadelphia, I have six citations, um, six, um, well, in Philly, when I say citations, people are like, what is that? I'm like, it's it's a good thing to be cited. Yeah. Um, like city officials, state representatives. Last year, um, I was at Harrisburg and they presented me with the citation from um, Senator Sharif Street, mm-hmm. um, which was a big deal because it was in front of my mom and my sister and my dad. And I like, you know, stood on the floor. Well, we, you stand up and wave and all that stuff. A couple of right. people being... Um, uh, presented this citation but it's just the whole performance it's just the whole you're in the capitol building of harrisburg and it's like gold the walls are gold and you know oh, wow. it's, just, it's just legendary there it's so much so many bills have been passed on this floor um but in 2016 i did receive a proclamation here in atlanta so june 18th is my day for black music month okay. so um Comeback Philly Style is the Black Music Month event that I created in 2010. So it started in Philadelphia. When I moved here, I took a year off. Um, what I did within that year, though, was promote and be attached to anything Black Music Month until I got my feet um, grounded here. And then 2016, I wanted to make it official. Um, one thing about moving to another city, everybody thinks the same, but it's some it's certain things that are different. So here in, in Georgia, um, that opportunity is presented for a proclamation to create that day and make yourself known um, in the books of Georgia. So I, I reached out to city councilman um, uh, Julius Bond and he came out and he presented me with the proclamation. And that was all from oh, taking oh. my print from Philadelphia and, and just working it here in Georgia. I'm friends with a lot of the city council people. Majority, I'm probably friends with all the black uh, city council people in Philadelphia, you know, right. uh, people in the mayor's office. So I just took that blueprint and said, listen, people in, in, in position of, of, of city council, they need us. You know what I mean? They need right. us to vote for them. They need us to support them so they can continue to do what they love to do. So it's it's not a give and take. It's like, I need I need you. And this is why you're in this seat. And you should you should definitely help. Here's my my proposal. Right. Of course. Did it correctly. I didn't just walk up and say with my finger um, pointed at him. I presented her with a proposal or the idea. I met with him. I articulated, the, you know, my words and, you know, and he and he happened to be somebody who used to be a promoter here in Georgia, you know, um, in Atlanta. So he yeah, was part good. of Nick and all, like all of that. So he was like, oh, I love music. Yeah. He loves the, You he were loves speaking black. his language. So, yeah, I was speaking his language. And, it, and if I never had that conversation with him and another secret, too, with uh, wanting to get in touch with your city council, you research, you look at their every city council in any state that you're looking at has what they believe in. You know, you have one that are, are yeah. about education. You have one that's about the arts. Look for the ones with the arts. They want to find you some money. They want to <laughs> Right. So you have to read what they're all about. Read their bio because you could be talking to a black woman and you try to do something. Uh, for women, but she may be uh, about education. She may right. not be about domestic violence or mental health. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if if you present it well, she may say, "I am a woman. Let me let me dive into that." You may change her narrative of what she want to support as a city council person. So, and also too, city council at large gets you a little more room because they can go anywhere in that state and give you a proclamation or support you. 
So okay. um, that's a little tip for people who are trying to get their uh, audit, like in their city, trying to get city council to be involved. Look for somebody that's at large. That's a city councilman that can go in any any district. Dope. See, I told y'all. See all this value for free? This man <laughs> can charge for that. <laughs> Giving it to you right here on the Cool Card Show. Get to a cool card. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so let's let's go back a little bit though. Let's go back a little bit. So you were doing all this. You you know you were promoting shows. You were, uh, you said you you did a couple shows, right? You did a fashion show. You said, yeah, I did a couple oh, shows. Right. So how did it lead up to you saying, I want to be a brand strategist? Can you um, take us through that path? Like how how did you start there, and then how did you start getting your clients and then working with celebrities and stuff like that? Well, one thing about me, I look to see, I'm all about having respect. So the respect that I have for my elders in the industry, I always look to to seek knowledge from them. Mm. So in Philadelphia, you have people like Charlie Mack. You have people like Deanna Williams. You have people like uh, Lady B, who was t- actually the first woman of hip hop. Um, she actually has a background to where she was supposed to be the original person that created the Source magazine. Like she has... She recorded, she's like one of the first hip hop right before Shantae Rox, um, uh, Roxanne. Mm-hmm. They had the same producer. It's just such a history, but she's such a legend. You know, all the hip hop artists that you see now, they slept on her couch. You know, she's wow. been in radio for 30 years. So she was breaking their records, like local Wendy Williams to, to what Wendy Williams was to yeah. you know, Mr. Gossip, you know, um, Patty Jackson. It's so many people. So I, 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 I attract, well, I don't attract. I seek those type of people that I can learn from just by yeah. sitting in the room, just listening and having those random conversations. But also, too, when you're trying to get, um, when you're trying to be under somebody and learn, you have to always bring gifts. You always have to bring something. How do they benefit? So if they're on radio, find some people you can interview. You know, find content for them so they can see your worth. Because if you're just always pulling, 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 mm-hmm. they're going to pull away from you. So yeah. Um, always have something to give don't just sit there and ask for everything you know um and it's hard for me too to just be asking for stuff i'm always like hey deanna you know you know whatever whatever and she's like oh what you need right um but as far as transitioning to um brand strategies it wasn't until and like i said moving from one state to the next the conversations are different here mm-hmm. you know here they use so many different words that are not like proclamation versus citation okay it just seems like it's like pristine. Yeah. But it's a citation in a whole nother state. So when um, I did an interview earlier today and I talked about when people are telling you who you are, you have to listen to that. You have to listen. If somebody, if you can paint really well and somebody say you're a painter you and you think, oh, I just paint well, I can paint in the, you know, in the lines, you can be possibly be a painter, you know? So you have to listen to what, your audience is telling you because those are the people who are going to support you at the end of the day. So when people yeah. started, um, when I found out about this word brand strategist, I had to do a little more research and every interview that I do, I do speak on the fact that branding is lifestyle. Marketing is the numbers, you know, so mm-hmm. people are, that are brand strategists. It's more to just saying I'm a brand strategist because if, if this hoodie looks fine and I want, and, and, and I wear hoodies all the time, is that my brand? You know what I mean? But then what type of hoodies? You know, is this a black owned hoodie? Mm-hmm. You know, is this uh is this, you know, 
fiber, whatever, you know, it's right. all about those things. If you want to dive deeper into what that brand is wearing, if I'm drinking coffee, where am I drinking coffee? Am I at a black owned coffee, you know, thing or, or am I still at Starbucks? What do you right. want your audience to know about you as a person? So your brand is your personality. So I always push that too. The brand is you. That is your personality. Um, I don't know if you can see the shirt, but yep. you know, person, place, or thing. And I'm from Philadelphia, so the word John means person, place, or thing. So I just took that um, uh, that culture from Philadelphia and just said a brand. It can be a person, place, or thing. Uh, so I, people was like, "Oh, brand strategist, brand strategist." You know, I I, I have a love hate relationship with the word celebrity brand brand strategist versus just because I I take on anybody, any any client. Um, that has a goal, that has a dream, that has a mission. I'm taking, I'm taking you. As long as it makes sense. As long as you're not, you know, giving me the runaround and you and you and you can afford me. Because that right. at the end of the day, it's about being able to afford my services or understanding that I'm a la carte and you can come and get this service and then come and get that service. And, and you know, and but don't play me though. You know what yeah. I mean? Don't 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 feed me this and then come back six months later and think my energy is going to be the same because it's not because you played me six months ago and now you're back in my face because do you didn't know how to handle you as a brand. Do you so, um, do you seek people or do they have do they can they seek you out or, or are you very selective? Like you you know if they present themselves, you kind of kind of survey what they're all yeah, about, that, who they are, and then you decide if you want to work with them or not. Do you, is it more that way for you? Well, I mean, it's it's more like I I, I do seek people out, okay. um, but I, I definitely accept people who wants who wants to help. Okay, you know, and I always I take face value. I talk to the I talk to the potential client. I let them tell me what they what they've done, what they didn't do, who likes them, who don't like them, and, and what drama you know whatever. <laughs> yeah. and go from there because that that's not my problem. I don't have nothing to do with that. So right. we're going to start fresh here. You know, let's let's make sure that this is your are a good fit. You know, even with now, um, a couple of months ago, since this pandemic, I started talking about um, creating creating a system. So with my new system, if you want me to talk to you, you have to go through this process. You click on this link, you book an appointment, you answer these questions. Oh yeah. When I look at these questions, I mean these answers to those questions, I then know how to handle the next conversation, our face-to-face conversation. Because I'll talk to you for an hour because you paid for it, but I will also keep it real, real with you and tell you that you're not ready. You are ready, or you may need these services. Or did you think about this? Let's do this part, and then you need to work on that part. Because I'm not a stylist. I'm not. I'm, I don't take on multiple jobs just to say that I can do it. Yeah. I've learned multiple jobs as far as website, electronic press kit all that stuff kind of style and creative directive because sometimes you may need to do that to make the pro to expedite the project right wow. if it's something too too hard i'm not gonna play myself and act like I, I act like i can do it i'll go to the client and say you need to pay this person because they can do it better i know how to do flyers but i'm not a graphic designer right so if you want coming out the side of the corner and faded and i'm like I'm, I'm not doing it right you know Cause I don't want to, <laughs> and you got to pay somebody to do it. Quick question. So, what, what, mm -hmm. do, is it easier to brand a person or a product for you, in your opinion? And I know, oh, I and I know, and I know people can say that the person is a product too, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like a physical product, inanimate object. You know, you know, I was saying, I, and I guess I'm, I never had to answer that question in a sense, but at the end, end of the day, there is a person, a human being that's going to approve 
or or not approve something, right? Mm -hmm. So you're always dealing with the emotion of the person. Mm -hmm. There is an emotion with somebody. So even if they give me a budget, they say, I want to do this. I still have to take that product and present it to a person. Right. So that person emotionally is going to not like like it or not like it, right? And I'm still have to deal with his attitude. I'm have to deal with her attitude, whomever, or a good attitude or a bad. I still have to deal with an emotion. Right. So even if it's a product, I still got to deal with a human being. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's all it's going to wind up being the same because if they're like, I don't like it, now I have to sell them on why they should like it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. The part is the person I don't have to dress somebody and they don't have to feel insecure about their weight or their size or their height or their skin or their hair the product is going to look beautiful and only thing they're, they're they're looking at is how it's displayed as the as the mark you know the marketing plan um, strategy that is placed okay. so I would I would just say like it's 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 probably easier with the product but I still know that I have to deal with an emotion an emotional person good or bad yeah. always that human element man yeah <laughs> Always that human I mean, element. Like hey. that's unfortunate enough to have something where they just like, I do what you gotta do. We we'll approve it. We don't care. Then, but where where we gonna find a client? Like find, that? Yeah, exactly. Where you gonna find that at? Even if they yeah. tell you that, it's gonna be. But um, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You know it. Hey, I, you said a person's name, and I always wondered about this guy. I don't know his history. You said Charlie Mack. Yeah. Everybody from philadelphia and even if they're not from philadelphia they're in the industry they reference charlie mack what yeah. charlie mack done that just i mean everybody will smith is big on charlie you, mack like he you know the funny the funny thing nobody knows he's, <laughs> like, he's done so when i say this man has done so much um he was at aretha franklin like how how you at aretha franklin's funeral in the second row you know, right. he's everywhere. He just, um, Barack Obama was in Philly a couple of weeks ago. He he announced them. He was a part of the announcing Barack Obama to come I'm out. You know, you. I mean, this man does so much stuff. Like, and he he has, he gets so much respect. Um, so much respect. Everywhere. Um, yes, you know, his claim to fame, you know, loosely I'm going to say is, you know, Will Smith, his best friend, Jazzy Jeff. So he was there in the beginning. Okay. You know, like I mean, he can always tell his story, but in in the eighties, he sold drugs. He okay. stopped selling it to work with Will Smith. Okay. Will was like, "Look, we we not doing that. We doing this. Let's get this money." And and that changed his whole life. And he, I mean, he'll you can Google him, and he always tells that story of of changing his life. Yeah, you know, getting on the right path and never looking back. Um. So and from that selling drugs got him to understanding the hustle, understanding the yeah. business, understanding the, you know, you can't just take, take, take. You got to have a product to give so they can receive, you know, receive you well. So just like I said a couple of minutes ago, you can't walk up to people and expect them to just give you stuff. You have to have something to offer, whether it's a skill, whether it's labor, whether it's, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's a legend in his own right. He has a, he's, he's a legend in his own right he has his own lane can't nobody else walk through it and yeah. and that's oh i actually you know what a fun fact i did his wedding in 2012 um really so pretty dope jazzy jeff um tyrese jazzy jeff will smith um uh troy carter who's uh the founder um he founded um uh, lady gaga and the little boy group i forget their names but 
Troy Carter owns part of, of uh, Uber. He's on Shark Tank from time to time. But yeah, I got to do um, Charlie's wedding. Jada Pinkett Smith was there. Uh, Jazzy uh, Dougie Fresh was a surprise guest. Um, I mean, that's like the ultimate, like best event that I've done. I mean, with so many celebrities and socialites and influencers in the building, it was right in Jersey. And I can say that I was the event planner for it. So it was pretty cool. Wow. That's cool, man. <laughs> that's cool. 20th. I'm the 21st of December. So he got married on his birthday. So it was like a birthday gift to me to be a part, to see Jada Pinkett in, in person. I'm mad. I'm to this day, I'm mad at myself because only thing I could say to Jada was hello. Oh no, I'm sorry, I said hi. And she said hello. And I was like, you was um, I could have said more than that because I am the event coordinator, so I could go anywhere she can go. Right. And she was leaving and and um and I'm actually good friends with Will Smith's sister Ellen. Um Will was really cool. I thought we was best friends for like 48 hours. Like that's his personality. Right. Um Tyrese was a you know what, but you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know him. Uh so that's fine. But I did get a chance to go to his house, Tyrese's house in 2017, 16, 17. I don't know. He would never know unless he sees this interview that I, you know, I was there for the Grammy party, ate up all his food, drunk up his, you know, so right. I got him. He was like, I got him back. I'm going to eat everything. <laughs> Drink it all. Dropping the bucket for him. That food was probably catered, and he probably right. don't even care. But right. it's just right. it's just my little, my, little, my little fun thing that I, you know, until I get a chance to, like, meet him and really talk to him in a, in a good space. You know, I feel like anytime you meet somebody, it's where you meet them and how you meet them yeah. that gets you be a little closer so if it's a fanfare and everybody's yelling his name he's not going to see you but if i'm afforded the opportunity to be with charlie mag and go to his house or be on stand on the corner you know you have your best moments just standing somewhere and having that conversation at intimate time oh yeah uh, I, i'll be able to say hey um you you know remember me you know and jokingly kind of get to know terry or whatever but I've been in a, been in a couple of those situations. It is uh, amazing to just be a fly on the wall, just sit there, and then you know, if if you see them again, they they yeah, you know they acknowledge you or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you know, it's so funny because my my interview earlier, I talked about this. It's people in this industry that I'm I'm cool with, right? But mm-hmm. we're not texting. But I'm so cool with them because of the last time seeing them and the experience that we had and and that little intimate time that we had. They remember me yeah. from one show to the next. So they're my they're my industry friends, you know, my associates. So when I see them and I'm like, I mean celebrities, and yeah. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? They're like, yo, what's up? I even if they don't know my name, yeah. it's about it's about face recognition. It's about your brand being in a position to where if somebody's watching you, they see you talking to that person that they wish they can talk to. Yeah. And you and people are gonna assume whatever, they're gonna say, Oh my god, I can manage him, oh my god, I can do this. And it's mm-hmm. up to you to correct them. Or not to correct them, but I would say correct them. But like, no, he cool. That's the homie. You know, when yeah. I see him, it's love. Yeah, you don't never want to fake it, but you know, you can. Like, I, they, don't, I don't have time for You that, can correct but, them and then they can still think what they want to think. Because they're still going to think what they want to think. They're going to think, oh, well, you cool with them. So they, they're they going to host you up on a pedestal funny. a little bit more anyway. When they get the opportunity to be in a room with them, they be like, yo, Ike said y'all best friend. Like something stupid. Exactly. You never know. Rooms right now. I was in a room earlier today with this. Dude, he had to have been a millionaire, white guy. His sneakers looked cheap, but he was talking big money. And I was like, yo, this man is, he got he got money. Mm-hmm. I could tell by his sneakers before he opened up his mouth. 
I just knew he had money because the sneakers didn't mean nothing to him. Yeah. His bank account did, but them sneakers didn't mean sneakers nothing. Don't mean so dang, it's like dang. A, uh, of a millionaire, you know, somebody with money, you know, yeah. unfortunately, you know, black people got to show it off on their yeah. wrist and they sneakers. I was just talking. So I was just talking to somebody about that today about, uh, I was watching the podcast. I, I forget the, the, the name of it, but it's, um, Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson, uh, Brandon Marshall, and another guy, ex-NFL players. And, and you know, Chad was talking about, he was like, man, you know, throughout my whole career, I never bought real jewelry. He was like, mm. think about it. He was like, the women that approach you, they've already Googled your name anyway. They already know what you're about. What I need to have, what I need to have real jewelry for? I ain't trying to impress them. They already yeah. know what I'm about. They already know what they came for. So he was like, and he was like, what time is it right now? And, and, you know, Brandon was like, well, it's like 3.30. He was like, did that cost you anything? He was like, no, exactly. Time's free. What would I spend all that money for? And time's free. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, and Plies, the rapper Plies, he talked about that. He was like, you know, he was he was somewhere. And um, he talked about that on his Instagram, when I, you know, how he goes on his little stories and yeah. rants and stuff. He was talking about that he was in a room with these white women. And they were like, why would I pay full price? This bag, the bag is a five thousand dollar bag, but they pay a thousand dollars for like they knock off. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like, but but black people want to go and spend all of that. I know they're having like some beef about Birkin bags or something. Something crazy is going on on social yeah. media. Yeah. Money. It's just. It's just. I don't know. It's, it's just retarded, man. What fifteen k, twenty k for a Birkin bag? I go put that down on a house. Yeah. Get so me a I, property. I go, I, I go to sneaker stores, and I can I can afford you know some sneakers but i'm like nope i'll go and see what's for twenty dollars thirty dollars yep. my limit is 30 and i'm going to buy it and I just, I just stack my my little sneaker collection because yep. at one point in time people was loving it and paying that that hundred and something dollars and that was thirty dollars exactly good. that's how i, I roll every I day all day and, and the sneaker collection still look fly you know what i'm saying yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, listen, I was in Ross when I went to LA and I found these Adidas for uh, $29.99 or something like that. The, they are the most comfortable. I never had a pair of Yeezys, but they are just that. Like, it's yeah. like you walk there. So. A Yeezy ain't nothing but an Adidas shoe, so. Exactly. Exactly. True. But yeah, you know, that's true. Yep. Adidas. So yes. I got, I got my own Yeezys. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's an Adidas shoe, so it's, it's the yeah. same thing. And there's several Adidas out there that look just like Yeezys. Yeah, because they, you know, they took that blueprint and you know they did their own thing because they know that style sells. So yeah, come on, man. And the, and the brand, he yeah, has, him as the brand is yep. selling. So yeah, they all made by the same people, cost the same amount of money uh, to make it. They making a thousand percent markup on them shoes. Man. So let's talk about this book. Okay, your book, it's on Amazon right now, selling. I got the link in the bio. Slide that thing over to your left a little bit. Let us see it. Yep, yep, yep. Nope, bring it back to the middle. Yep, yep, yep. There we go. Boom. The brand is you, y'all. The link is in the bio. It's on sale on Amazon. You can buy the Kindle version. You can buy the hard copy. Support. You can, and, you, and you know what, too? Um, last couple of weeks, I've been putting it on my on my website. So on my website, you can get an autographed copy. Okay. So when you purchase via my website, im3media.com, you'll get, I can, you know, autograph it. That's cool. That's cool. And then also too, um, I, well, it's not really announced, but it's, you know, announced a little bit, but I started a beard, a beard oil. So, <laughs> um, so it's called, it's called Be Unique Beard Oil. Okay. Um, you get the oil and then you get a, a beard bomb as well. 
So, wow. Okay. It comes with a card um, with the logo, and then it tells you like the instructions. I don't know. Yeah, I think you can see it a little cock bit better. It, cock, but it, it just, cock it back towards you a little bit, and you can see it. Yeah, yeah so there you it's, go. It's, yeah, it just tells you um, how to apply and everything like that. But it's pretty cool because I, I have a beard, as you can see. And it's just funny because people don't ask me to to be a beard sponsor. You know, and, and I know the big the big thing is because I'm not with muscles and I'm not half naked on my social media. And, you know, they don't care about the celebrities that I know. They just want to they just want sex, you know, sex sells. So, right. Um, my beard line is really cool. I, I can't wait to really, like, push the brand. And um, I had some models. Well, they're not models. They're just good friends, attractive friends of mine. And they just like, hey, I want to do it. I actually go to Philly next week. And, uh, you know, Philly is known for their beards. And I got some of my best friends. And they just going to stand in front of the camera. And uh, they are going oh. to allow me to creative direct uh, this whole little photo shoot. So I'm really excited about that. Of course, you know, collect some behind the scenes stuff and create a video and just make that a whole, just yeah, make it a whole thing. Experience. So. Make it experience. When, um, and you're dropping it on the on November 1st, right? November the 1st. So in celebration of No Shave November, which okay. is uh, a month that you're not supposed to shave. It's weird because I feel like it's supposed to be in support of... Um, I believe it's supposed to be in support of uh, cancer. Colon cancer, you know, right? Men, men yeah. dealing with prostate or colon cancer or something like that? Yeah, so with... Now, the confusion that I have is that one year I did it and I just let my beard grow and didn't get a haircut and everything, any money that I was going to put for my haircut, you donated. Oh, so I got you. I put my, my beard down and I just let it grow for the whole month um, and I just didn't get my haircut and then you donate the money. Okay. So, cool. you know, I think you can do either or. I think the, the bottom line is really donating your money to uh, to the cause and stuff like that. So, and, you know, No Shave November has been around for a while. So that hashtag is going to be a part of the marketing material and stuff like that. And I have a website, um, I am through media forward slash be unique beard care. Okay. Um, it's it's, act, it, it's mistakenly active now, <laughs> but uh, it's not completed. Uh, and, um, but yeah, you'll be able to buy it off my website. We'll package it. It comes in this little nice little bag and I'm going to put my logo on in the corner. So when you are done with it, or if you leave, you know, if you leave it on the counter and you're like, oh my God, I got to put my jewelry or something and you just need to travel somewhere. You got something extra, something that can last a little longer, um, longer than the product once it runs out. So, um. You know, I'm just excited. I'm excited to like really these um, my hoodies. I, this is just one hoodie, but I was going to do the hoodie thing. But then, you know, God dropped this idea in my in my in my head. And I was like, you know, let me run with this because it yeah. makes sense. You know, yeah. you got the holiday, you got Valentine's Day, you got Father's Day. Are you, you got, um? and so are you going to donate any of the proceeds, like some of your first sales to the, the cancer? You know what? I didn't even think about that because honestly, literally yesterday I realized that November was no shave November. So I haven't gotten to that that part. Okay. I will say though, for the first two weeks, I am doing 20% off. So okay. I, I am doing some type of percentage off. I just didn't even think about the donation uh, aspect of it because, you know, I'm a one man band. You know, I'm actually building. I just actually picked up an intern. So I'm excited about that. And then yeah. I have my little cousin. Um, who you've really been talking to a lot through uh, IG and, and email. Okay. Uh, so she's really like stepped her game up and was like, hey, I want to help. I don't want to get paid. You know, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm going to 
you know, pay her, but she's like, I'm not doing it for that. I'm good. So yeah, I just want to, I just want to be active. And sometimes people just want to be actively doing something. It's not about the money. So I do appreciate that. I know she's will be watching. Uh, I know she watched my earlier uh, interview, but yeah, I'm just trying to build the team and it's really hard. You know, you know, all these accolades and things that I've done, it's still people that come up to me and were like, I want to work. I want to help. I want to volunteer. And you give them two tasks and they're, they're, they're gone. I'm like, yeah. Here you go. So, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, yeah. oh, it's, com- it's so hard to find good help. It really is. It's yes. Hard to find good help, man. Even if you pay them, <laughs> even if you pay them. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta, it, yeah. I'm people's mindset. They, they think they want something and they realize the work is, is there. I had an intern and he was like, it was like mm-hmm. day 26. He was like, Hey, so don't interns normally last like 29 days? Like how long? I was like, you know what? what? Today is your last day. Thank you. And I was a little, um, a little annoyed because I didn't even know him. I, and the person who connected me with him was a, a friend on Facebook who I'm not friends with for real. I don't know her. She just hit me up and said, my, my girlfriend's son needs an intern. Uh, and I was like, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm accessible. Like people can ac- have access to me by, in, you know, DMing me and stuff. So I'm there, but it's just, it's just unfortunate that you stick your neck out for people and give them, yep. you know, a little, uh, give them an inch and they just don't even move. You know, they know we say, take an inch and, and, you know, give them an inch and they take a mile. It's like people going backwards. <laughs> they right. like, oh, here go I'm out. I'm good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to start. So, um, I don't know, but I just keep on going. Like I said, it's been 20 years. Um, and I just, I still love what I do. Same energy. Even when I was working a full-time job, I, I'm happy to say that I've been an entrepreneur for the last five years. Put my two weeks notice in at, at a bank in Philadelphia um, after working at three different banks. And I was like, I'm out. You know what I mean? Here you go. Um, here's your keys. Uh, this is my last day. Do my audit. I know that you felt know. good. Felt great. Yeah, didn't yeah, it? it really did. It really felt good. And then the support and the love that I received because I already 20 years, you think, well, 15 years at the time, I already had great relationships and people were moving to Atlanta. When I tell you on a stack of Bibles, I did not know nothing about Philadelphia, good, bad or indifferent. I didn't know nothing or care about any of the reality show stuff. I just moved here. I just know that I was hitting a glass ceiling and I said, "Okay, I'm the man here. I need to take this in and in, in, in grow to be yeah. the man in another city. Yep. And um, I, I think that's the best thing that I could have done um, is move to um, to Georgia. Because my first night here, I went to an event. The next day, I went to two events, and the rest is history. So, and now I show up. Oh, it's fast pace here, man. You it, and you can do something every night here, you know. Yeah. So, um, so I, I love it. I love it. I, um, I have the utmost respect for everybody that's in this industry. I don't take it for granted because looks can fade. You know, oh, I can walk out. Something can happen and I'm no longer here. So I, I definitely um stay as humble as possible and just, you know, just 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 wait for whatever opportunities to come. And so it's cool. I love it. So I wake up every day excited about my midday nap. Um I'm excited about eating in front of the TV. Like I just regular stuff. <laughs> right. Regular a regular dude and it's so hard because I was going to originally write a book called I'm Not Famous Just Popular and how I feel about fame versus popularity is so it's, it's such a parallel line but it sometimes it goes into each you know goes into the lane because people will yell your name and you feel like you're famous but you're just popular and they want right. something right and it's like what do you want <laughs> I, I <was> <laughs> so, they want something 
Yeah, so I, I would I and so with this book, I just took chapters that I already wrote with the um with it and I just like broke it into different books because then so I realized you got five steps. So let me yeah, ask so, you this. Let me ask you this for the people watching who, who need some they need some knowledge on branding themselves and they don't have someone like you yet. Um right. can you give two steps just to kind of reel so, them in? So my, my favorite one is the fifth one. And it's just, it's, it's simple being consistent. Um, and then the first one is understanding your brand. So when it comes to understanding your brand, what is your mission statement? What are you trying to accomplish? If somebody walks up to you and say, Hey, I want to hire you, but what do you do? Do you know it? Do you know your, um, your elevator pitch? Do you realize that people, people judge you? And this is not a tip. This is just within this book that people are judging you for the first seven seconds of, of, of meeting you. Mm-hmm. You know, I joke about the fact that I don't trust people with a suitcase and a blazer that always has a suitcase. I don't trust you because yeah. I don't understand. Like, what are you hiding that you always got to look like that? Yeah, they play, it up. a lot of people play business, man. Yeah, so it was yeah. like, oh, I got a briefcase. I'm I'm watching uh, this show, Suits, and it's funny because the guy in the first two seasons before he became um, skilled at, you know, being a, a fake lawyer, he was always wearing this uh, this little satchel that he would wear. So now that he's feeling himself and he's he's learning, this, now he got this little stupid suitcase and every episode he has it instead of the satchel. Yeah. And he went from riding a bike to now doing car service. So it's like his brand changed in those couple of seasons and I'm, I'm annoyed with how him wearing <laughs> So it's like little things. I'm like, I'm so annoyed with this stupid briefcase. I wish <laughs> you could like, leave it in the car. Um, but yeah, so um, I would just say, you know, know your brand, understand your brand. And, and, and so, and, and listen, and listen, and you say that but some people don't know their brand. How do they tap in? How, it's like from well, the jump, like you have something, you know what you have, but how do you know where to go with it? How to really brand it? Well, so, so like I said earlier, you allow people to tell you who you are. You know, so like I said, if, if you sing and somebody say, oh, baby, you a singer. You may need to be a singer. If people are telling you that, you may need to invest in understanding should you be a singer. Okay. But then you also, within the book, I talk about, at the end of the book, I talk about doing a SWOT analysis. And that's strength, finding out your strength, your weakness, your opportunity, and your threats of whatever you want to do. So if you feel like by the time you, you write out all your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and threats, and you feel like it's more uh, cons than pros, then you may not need to do that. Okay. Or you may not be ready. You may need to do it, but this may not be the time. You may need to go back to school. You may have to learn how to read music. You may, if you could be a pian- uh, pianist, and you may just know how to play off of off of memory, but you don't understand how to read the music. So you may have to go back to school for a little bit to learn it because you may want to do opera, you may want to do classical or whatever, but you can play a gospel song, but you don't know how to do classical. Right. But you don't know music so it's really once you do a SWOT analysis and I tell people that all all the time you understand who you are it it helps understand you know pull from ideas that you have in your head and then you say yo I got a lot of weaknesses how do I take these weaknesses out of this box and put it in my strengths or put it in my opportunities and also too um and don't be scared to have the same word in each box you know I always Mm -hmm. use an example of uh being talkative, you could talk your way out of a check. You could talk your way into a check. You can talk your way into um, a, a room, but then don't understand what the people are saying. So if they're more educated than you, 
what is what is the the opportunity opportunity is to learn bigger words the opportunity is that you can talk your way into a different room where people are more educated every room everybody's not educated every, each room holds value for a specific reason if you go to open mic you know people are not talking politics right but if you go city hall you know it's political talk all day so are you are you ready for that versus just going to a bowling alley or something you know just where yeah. people are just not you gotta get ready for your environment gotta prep yourself yeah. you know they say you know be ready so you don't have to get ready so if, if, ready. if politics is what you want to go into and you know you don't know five things barack obama did for black people or or what whatever uh bills or whatever he's passed or whatever such and such then you need to research that you need to really be um uh uh you know advanced in what you're talking about but i will say this too if you know that you have a specific goal and your goal and this may be a stretch but just follow me if your goal and your direction in politics is all things black change and, and and that's your goal that's your mission to make change for black people then you need to know all those factual things, but then you also need to direct your attention to people who also is focused on that. Like I talked about city council, read right. their body, read what they're, they're passionate about, read what they're uh, uh, actively seeking to accomplish in their in their seat. And then you seek those people. At least you know that conversation is going gonna, is gonna to go further than talking to somebody that has nothing to do with a Black Lives Matter or, or a low income or new development and, and whatever. You get what I'm saying. I right. don't even want to talk politics because yeah. I don't, I follow it and I'm very surprised that I've really been following this election, which is great because I never had interest in it until it became a problem like this. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's really cool to kind of, you know, so I can have a small conversation about it because I'm not arguing with nobody about oh, anything. Oh, I'm not arguing. I'm not talking politics. I, I'm done. Nah, I don't do all that. Two things though. So once you have all that, yeah. What are some things, two things, just say, you can give me two. What are two things you shouldn't do, whether it's on social media or in the public, that could possibly kill your brand or dilute your brand? Um, the, I mean, the one thing, the biggest thing is, is the two things is is being fraudulent and not being consistent. Okay. So even with the last step being consistent, so if, if Let's just say if you were a singer and then you wanted to rebrand yourself because now you don't want to sing, now you want to be a producer. You have to show that transition. You can't just go dark on your Instagram and, and then come back up. to, you know, that yeah. you're a producer. And like, how, how did you do that? You never talked about being a producer, you right. singing. You know, so then is it is it people tell you you can't sing? You ever see uh, Kim Burrell do that thing where she has people on her live and the girl was singing and it was and she was like my friends say i can sing and she was like yeah no baby you need the mm, you can't i'm like okay because kimberell publicly told you you can't sing so it's it's kind of like you have to listen to people and yeah. because they know best because we're our, our worst critic but the people that are telling us that they are our potential consumers customers clients and all that stuff yeah so, listen um I got another question for you. Um, okay. Real quick, how can someone work with you? How can they get in touch with you? How do they reach out to you? What's the best way to reach out to you? You said something about a form that you have to fill out. Is it through your website? How does so it, it 
So the form that I'm talking about is when people want to do a one-on-one consultation. So if they if they are they are a brand and they want to talk to me about their brand and get and seek some uh, some guidance. Um, of course, like anything, I'm not going to give you I'm not going to give you the full the full meal. I'm going to give you a piece. I'm going to give you some crumbs so you can then eat on that and think about that that you want to come sit at this table to to get the whole meal. You know what I mean? So. Right. I kind of I feed you enough to get to, to kind of hook you on like okay he knows he's talking about doing these interviews just talking and people grasping you know um, or collecting data or anything that I'm saying that that is connecting with them you know that's why I do these interviews so I can talk to the masses of people that whenever they don't know me on Instagram right. um, but to to get in touch with me to work with me is really just DMing me or um, or emailing me you know you see how how fast it was when me and you started connecting um, yep. with Ramon yeah uh, so it's just really just taking that initial step but make that step that initial step professional don't don't email me be like yo 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 what's up because right. I'm not going to respond to that right. but if you're like hey how, how are you this is my name is I see that you do this and this is what I'm expecting out of this conversation then therefore you get further than just yo 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 you mm. cute yo 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 your beard what you put in there like yo 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 like that's that to me is you, you, <laughs> and I'm sure you get I'm sure you get all that too you probably you need to, you need to back out back out this email <laughs> click the link to, to do your one hour consultation with me so I could teach you how to do this and right. then email me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're speaking from experience because I, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just weird. You know what I mean? And um, and because it's so much, I mean, people can WhatsApp you, people can in, uh, inbox you, DM video, chat you on every platform. And it's just Skype. Now I got Skype on my, on my phone, thanks to you. I'm at the... <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah, there's uh, 45 other people that got Skype on their phone, thanks to me. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like... Uh, um, Telegram, you know, with people doing that susu stuff. It's like you blow, you put Telegram. It, it was on my phone, and then everybody invited me to crap. I'm like, please stop. Right. I think it's so ignorant that people are just inviting people for no reason. My phone oh. going off all crazy because I don't know nothing about the susu thing, and you got me in this stupid group because you want to show them that you can invite people. I'm like, don't don't use me. Yep. <laughs> yep. So. Hey, before we go, I want to play a quick game with you. Okay. I want. I got a couple uh, brand, popular brands. I got their slogans. I'm gonna say the slogan. You gotta tell me the brand. Oh, okay. Can, can we do that? <laughs> I, I, yeah, let's take. Let's see how well I, I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So brand number one, their slogan is "Think Different." Is this a is this a product that you can eat or is it a product? No, you Man. can't eat it. Um, well, I'll give you a good hint. You'll probably get it. It represents something you can eat, but it's not edible. <laughs> Hold on, give me the slogan again. Think different. And then what was the what was the what was the uh, the hint? It represents something edible, but it's not edible. I don't know. What is it? Apple. Oh, I should have known you was an apple. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I knew that. Uh, All right. Where the, the little man in the corner with the drums? I know, right? Where, where is he at? He all? 
Look, I'll give you, I'll give you a triangle. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> All right. Number two, we got a diamond is forever. And we ain't talking Kanye. Where are you getting these slogans from? Come um, on, man. It's popular. We all know it. Listen, hey, listen. If you were to see the list, you'd be like, oh, I know that. I know that. Oh, I know that. But if you just hear it. A, a diamond is forever. A diamond is, is forever. It, I feel like it's a it's a perfume line or case jeweler or something like that. The beers. The, huh? The beers. Jewelry. See, I knew it was a jewelry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta get I gotta get a buzzer sound over here. Hold on, let me get a buzzer on okay. here. <laughs> that wasn't a part of the pre the pre questions and stuff. You should have <laughs> look a little smart. All right. Let me give you um maybe you'll get this one. Hold on, let okay. me see. Let me give you one. You might get it. Uh fly to friendly skies. I, <laughs> I think I know it. Try to... It's not it's it's not Southwest, it's not American Airlines. I'm giving you a good hint here. Delta? Nope. No. Fly the friendly skies. It's, it's Delta. You got Frontier, I know it's not that. No. Spirit. It ain't it ain't it ain't soul plane. You said United. Is it yep. United? Yeah. Here we okay. go. Okay. Put one on the board for me. I, just, I did. I just gave you the DJ horn. Let me hit it again. <laughs> Turn it up. <laughs> Pull up. <laughs> All right, you want another one? You want to keep going? All right, give me one. Give me one more. What I? Yeah, because what you did. This is the fifth one. This is uh the third one. I think. Oh, the fourth. The fourth one. This is the fourth. Okay. Okay. Uh, you gotta get this one. Takes okay. the licking and keeps on ticking. Come on, come on, you got it. <laughs> this is a product. I mean, I heard this. It I is a this. product. It is a product. Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. What's it, Rolex? Nope. I give you. Uh, I give you one more. Come on, come on. But what was the answer to that one? No, I'm. I'm. You can get another a guess. You're on. Okay. Takes okay. and keeps on ticking. Uh-huh. You're thinking too too expensive, man. You're thinking too expensive. <laughs> okay. It, it yeah, kind of sounds like Rolex, but it's not Rolex. What other watches are there? Um, I'm thinking too high. Yeah, thinking yeah. You thinking you thinking uh, Dom Perignon money, and you know, takes a. Um, I'm I'm horrible at this. <laughs> you can put me on a on a on on a on an island and on a reality show, and I can get off the island. I know that, but I promise you that. Just gotta um, get these slogans. Come on, man! It's it's like Rolex, but it's not Rolex. You thinking champagne? Takes a look, but I don't even know. I feel really stupid because I'm like, what other watch? <laughs> I'm not saying that, but I'm just like. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Timex. 
Oh, I'm horrible. Okay, we can stop this game. Money <laughs> on the line because I would have been out four times or three times. And I think the one that I got, you kind of gave it to me. Oh, so, man. Well, I helped you out. Yeah, I gave you the airlines. Yeah. I just wanted that. Just, I just wanted you, all this knowledge I gave now is I'm discredited. Now. <laughs> Oh gosh. No, no, you're not. No, you're nobody, not. Nobody's gonna hire me now. They're just gonna be like, "Oh, he don't even know jingles and slogans." <laughs> well, listen, I don't think you're creating jingles and slogans for your clients, your people that you represent. You know, these are all inanimate, so you're good. I think you're good to go. <laughs> I just wanted to have a little fun with you. <laughs> well, I, I, I really, I enjoyed. Um, now I'm like, oh, and I need to start paying attention to these jingles and stuff like that. So maybe I can create one for me. So they're like, well, what does this mean? No, I am through me. There you go. There you go. See, I sparked something. Creativity. It's swirling. You know, uh, my quote, leave a legacy, not a problem. I'm, I really been trying to coin that and, you know, always talk about that because a lot of people don't realize, you know, when you when you die, it's like, what are people saying about you? Are you yeah. leaving that legacy? Or are you leaving a problem? Are you leaving debt? Are you leaving issues unsolved? Right. Uh, that type of thing. So I kind of apply that too when I'm talking to people and just kind of encouraging people to leave that legacy and not and not a problem. Because a problem is a legacy is easy to put on a mantle and say, my son, my daughter, my whatever yeah. was great. The problem is it's hard to sleep, you know, sweep under the rug. <laughs> so it's like it's a it's a, a, a hill on the, on, underneath your rug because the problems are still there. Um, hence why I'm just like you know I don't want to leave no debt when I leave you know this earth. So absolutely, man. Well, keep doing what you're doing, brother, because uh, I don't think you're gonna be leaving any debt behind. Uh, you know, I wish you much success on your book. Keep pushing that. Keep pushing. That. That's a great thing. Keep writing more, and uh, I wish you much success on your beard uh, on your beard oil too, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, for sure. And just keep pushing that product out. Got a mind for We got to get you to grow a beard so you can um, you can enjoy the. Nah, I mean I might you know I put a little oil on my face you know what I'm saying but yeah. <laughs> you like me. I'm gonna keep no, I'm cool. right now. I'm gonna keep it smooth like a baby, man. I can't do the beard. <laughs> I can't even, man, listen, my hair is so nappy, I can't even grow a fro. And that's for real. Like, it's so nappy, it lays down like a rug. Like, it will not puff out. Oh, my gosh. You look like you got your hair. Like, you could just grow it out, just have it braided or something. I could, uh, listen, man, seriously, I could not cut my hair for like three or four months, and it'll probably get about about that thick. Like, if I picked it, but it'll fall right back down. So, that's how nappy it is. It's like heavy. Oh, yeah. you know, the funny thing is, um, and this is like an, a, a, a testament to like, you know, people want things that you that you don't want. You know, a lot of people like, yo, I want a beer. And I'm like, yeah, well, you deal with them hair bumps that you're going to get them random ones that hurt like a mug. Yep. I got one here that I didn't even know until it started healing. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> when I was uh, um, used to grow, I can't grow no hair now, but um when I was trying to grow it, I was like, I wish my hair was a little nappy so I can like make the little, you know, take the little brush and do all that yeah. stuff. Cause my hair would like fall. So I like kind of had to use like mousse to like kind of make it curl. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. 
But I was like, dang, every time I saw somebody with like thicker, you know, uh, coarse hair, I was like, dang, I wish I had that. But then they don't want it. You know right. what I mean? They want yeah. looser hair. So it's just, it's, it's just always, it's a lot of people and this. Everybody wants something. Everybody like, wants something that they don't have. And yeah. I can take this beard off and give it to somebody. I'm like, deal with it. I just don't like my face round. So that's why I keep the beard to kind of like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The one thing I can say is, when if I cut my beard off, I won't look crazy. I won't look like no crazy man walking. Yeah, I saw. Walk. I saw your old pictures. Yeah, I saw your yeah. old pictures on the beard. I, I, I'm cool under here. I don't look like I see people cut their beard and they look like a whole <laughs> nother person. I'm like, right. Who who you? What's going on? Right. Your chin look like <laughs> you shouldn't be near no students. I need you to don't be near no kids. I need you to step away from. They like, yeah. Yeah. I want to cut my beard so bad. I want to cut it. Cut it. I really do. Well, now I mean you. I mean, well, you don't have to have a beard to, to do your, you know, do your oil because you know what yeah. it's all about. You know what is needed. You know. And you know, you and, and I always want to cut my beard when it gets cold. Summertime, mm-mm. Wintertime, I'm always ready to cut it down. Yeah, that's like backwards. Oh yeah, and I don't feel my beard. Like I don't feel nothing. Like when people say something about my beard, I'm like, oh snap, I do got a beard. But other than that, I don't feel it on my face. It's not heavy. It's crazy. Distracting. So that's crazy. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you coming on, coming on the show, spread and and giving all that knowledge. Really appreciate that, man. Like I said, I wish you much success. Keep doing your thing. Uh, You know, love the conversation, and I will definitely keep in touch with you. You know, be supporting you along the way, and uh, I'll be hitting your DMs. You know, we'll keep in touch and whatnot. And uh, yeah, man, I appreciate it. Hey, everybody, you guys make sure you hit the links in the description. You got his book. Listen, the brand is you. You see it right there. The brand is you. Amazon, pick it up. Kindle, hard copy. This also um, his uh, huh. And then on my website, um, yeah. you know, if you want the autograph copy, you know, yes. of course, Amazon, they will send it out and you won't, I won't see it. <laughs> so you won't get the autograph. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. I am three media.com. Y'all check that out. And he has his, you have clothing too, right? You have your hoodies. Yeah. So I have, well, the hoodie is, it's, it's not publicized, but I have, um, because the weather's changing, I had t-shirts. Okay. Um, I'm going to bring those back, but of course, you know, I don't want to look like I'm all over the place, so I just kind of shut that down. Okay. So I could just focus on the beard stuff. Um, but I will be bringing my t-shirts back. Okay. And um, and everything I do is like seasonal, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I just know within seasons, the stream of income that I'll, I'll have. So I have right. control over that income and stuff like that. So it's a method to my madness. All and, right. um, you know. Well, then... So- I'll say this seasonally, if that's a word, check the website <laughs> and see what he has up there. He'll definitely have his beard oil. And then y'all make sure y'all hit Amazon or the website, get the book. Until next time, next Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm here kicking it. It'll be episode 47. Like I said, right now, you're going to have 46 ways to kick it. You can go back through the archives, see all the guests, get all the value. A lot of value dropped tonight. So definitely, man, subscribe. Tell a person to tell a person to tell a person to come kick it. Every Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Kick it with Cool Cart. I'm Cool Cart. And I'm out. And that's Izzy. Izzy Ike. Isaac M. Ham the third. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, sir. All right. And we out.